Good morning and welcome to the show. This is a podcast I like to call We Live on a Planet. And you're tuned in. Thank you. It's Monday, August 20th, 2018. It's a nice, cool 65 degrees here in upstate New York this morning. It was nice sleeping weather. Highs are going to be about 82. Winds are out of the southeast at 5 miles per hour. A lot going on with me, and I want to share it with you guys. Uh, Today is a celebration for me, a milestone, I guess I should say. One day at a time always, but today is three years of sobriety for me, which is 1,096 days, and I saved $31,314 from being sober. That's crazy to me. That's a lot of money. I have all kinds of stuff going on with me, too. If you follow the show, you know that I'm about to jump on a jet plane and go travel, uh, go over to the West Coast, heading over to Oregon. I'll be on a plane tomorrow at this time out of Syracuse, New York, going to St. Paul, Minneapolis, and then a little layover in Minneapolis, and then from there to Seattle, Washington, then Seattle, Washington to Redmond, Oregon. And I'm going to spend a couple weeks there. And, you know, I've been really thinking about what I want to do. And I want to try to, I'm going to try, I want to go outside of my comfort zone. I really do. I did it back last year in November when I did my Walmart interviews. If you've been following the show for that long, you thank you for one. And uh, I appreciate that. Maybe you heard those. I encourage you to go back and listen to them. They're a lot of fun. I did a Walmart interviews and then Planet Points is what I called it was the other episode. And I went up to complete strangers in my local Walmart and asked them questions while I had my phone out in front of me recording. And it was nerve wracking. I love talking to people. I love coming out and talking to you guys, but it was really uncomfortable. And so I want to maybe move outside of my comfort zone so I can grow a little bit. And I'm only going to grow if I just get that weird, awkward feeling that I need to push forward through. So I have a microphone that is one of those lapel mics, and I bought it uh, months and months ago on Amazon, one of those impulse buys where I was thinking that I wanted to keep pursuing by interviewing people here at the podcast. And I did it, but like I said, it was nerve-wracking. And I'd, maybe I'd like to do that on my travel, though. So I'm going to bring it with me, and I'm going to see how things go because one of my layovers – I think my one in uh, Minneapolis is almost three hours, so I'll be, or it might be the one, no, I think it's in Seattle. I'll be in Seattle for like three hours, and who knows? I kind of want to do that, and I don't know. I It brings me to this quote I have. I have no idea who the author is. I found it this morning, and it's, don't fear failure. Fear being in the exact same place next year as you are today. So I just kind of want to move forward anyways, always. Got all kinds of stuff I want to share with you. And um, stick around. Let me share it with you when we come back. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Hopefully I don't hear from my lawyers on that. (laughs) Who knows? Let's learn something. Let's feel, uh, I'm feeling curious. Are you feeling curious? Get a wrinkle on our brain. Hopefully, like I said, we, okay, that's enough. What animal's name means river horse? What animal's name means river horse? 
The ancient Greeks gave the name hippopotamus to a big barrel-shaped animal they saw in Africa. Yeah, the hippopotamus was born with that name. It's a combination of the Greek word meaning hippos means horse and potamus meaning river, hence river horse. Cool. So we learned something that was kind of neat. Did I tell you how much money I saved? No, not from switching to Geico. I saved uh, 31000 $314 from being sober. That's pretty groovy. Pretty groovy. Happy about that. Uh, stick around when we come back. I'm going to head on over to the History Channel's website and share with you what happened this day of history. Hope you're curious. Stick around so you can find out. We'll be right back. And welcome back to episode 271. Holy cow. Episode 271. We got a lot of them in the can. Thank you for joining me. Let's uh, work out our gray matter a little bit again. We learned about river horses earlier. Let's learn uh, what happened on this day. I thought this one was kind of neat because we're using our voice to communicate here, podcasting, and I can hear from you guys, which is awesome when you guys give me calls in and I can talk to you on any different time and we can come in and just record what's going on in our life. And I think that People back in 1911 would be really impressed because what happened on this day of history, I'm over on the History Channel's website, and the very first lead story for them is uh, the first around-the-world telegram is sent on this day. I'm just going to skim this article with you and share a little bit about what happened with it, and I think it's pretty neat. It goes to say, on this day in 1911, a dispatcher in the New York Times office sends the very first telegram around the world via commercial services. Here's what's interesting. Exactly 66 years later, in 1977, NASA, they sent a different kind of message. A phonograph record containing information about Earth for ETs. They, yeah, for extraterrestrial beings. They shot it, shoot it into space, shot it in the rocket like a space, unmanned spacecraft, the Voyager 2. Shoot me like a rocket into space. Whoa. Am I allowed to sing that? Huh? My producer is saying, go with it. Okay, yeah, we're going with it. The Times decided to send its 1911 telegram in order to determine how fast a commercial message could be sent around the world by a telegraph cable. The message, reading simply, this message sent around the world, it left the dispatch room on the 17th floor of the Times building in New York at 7 p.m. on August 20th. After it traveled more than 28,000 miles, being relayed by 16 different operators, 16 different operators it went through, through San Francisco, the Philippines, Hong Kong, goes on to state Saigon, Singapore, Bombay, Malta, Libston, man, all kinds of places. The reply was received by the same operator. Here we go. Guess how long it took. You and I right now, it's simultaneous that we're communicating. 16 and a half minutes. 16 and a half minutes later. It was the fastest time, though, achieved by a commercial cablegram since the opening of the Pacific Cable in 1900 by the commercial cable company. 16 and a half minutes to go 28,000 miles through 16 different operators. 
and you and I can do it like that now. How fascinating. I think it's fascinating, too, with the Voyager, too, how when NASA launched that. That was an unmanned spacecraft. It weighed 1,820 pounds. Big chunk of metal just going up from Cape Canaveral, Florida. It was the first of two such crafts to be launched that year on a grand tour of the outer planets. They were going to go all over to Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. Aboard the Voyager 2 was that album that I was talking about earlier, that 12-inch copper phonograph record. The name of that is called The Sounds of Earth. It was intended as a kind of introductory time capsule, that record was. The record included greetings in 60 different languages and scientific information about the Earth and the human race. Along with that was some, they threw in some tunage, a little bit of classical music, some jazz, a little bit of rock and roll music. Along with it, some nature sounds like thunder and some surf. And recorded messages from, at the time, President Jimmy Carter and other world leaders. If you remember that time, or if you know a little bit about outer space, you know this name, Carl Sagan. It was the brainchild of the astronomer Carl Sagan. The record that was sent with Voyager 2. And there was also a twin craft called the Voyager 1. The Voyager 1 launched just two weeks later, in faint hopes that one day it might be discovered by extraterrestrial creatures. I wonder if we want that now, if they're really out there, you know? Some people really balked at that idea, that it was not a good idea to be sending that information out to ETs if they're out there, to send them all this information, where others, you know, really pushed forward to it. The record, though, it was sealed in an aluminum jacket, the jacket that would keep that album intact for one billion, that's with a B, one billion years. Along with that album, where there's, there's some instructions on how to play the record, with it was a cartridge and a needle was provided. So anybody that does find it or anything that finds it would be able to play it. It's pretty neat, though. Uh, the important thing about those two Voyager spacecrafts, they were designed to explore outer solar system and send information and photographs of the distant planets to Earth. And over the next 12 years, they did that. The mission was really a success. It really was. And after both crafts flew by Jupiter and Saturn, Voyager 2 went flying towards the solar system's edge. Well, Voyager 2, did I say Voyager? Yeah, Voyager 1 first, flew off towards the solar system's edge. Well, Voyager 2 visited Uranus, Neptune, and finally Pluto in 1990 before sailing off to join its twin in the outer solar systems. Sounds romantic like that. Space is romantic, you know, that idea of something the unknown and out there and the big makes you think that there's, that we have that technology. You know, in 1911, it, they said it took, what, 16 and a half minutes to go 20,000 miles, and now we, we've got uh, crafts on Mars that are moving around and sending us information, and people are controlling them, and it's pretty neat, pretty neat. I like learning things. Thanks for spending some time with me. I appreciate that. I look forward to uh, taking you guys along my trip, seeing how that's going to go. I'm looking forward to spending time with my friend 
and seeing a different part of the world. It's always good to see as much of the world as you can. And I've never been to Oregon. And I guess Bend, Oregon is a nice area. So I'm looking forward to staying there. All right. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with me today. I appreciate it. And I look forward to talking to you guys real soon. You know, I haven't finished off a show in a while like this, but I, I truly mean it. Do your best to stay curious and not judgmental today. The best you can. And just try to live for the now. That's what I'm trying to do. I say that to remind myself. So that's what I'm trying to do on this Monday, August 20th. Live for today. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.